What's up with y'all? My name is Rod Green, three-star offensive lineman from Springfield, Ohio, commander Grambling, and you're listening to Playmakers Corner. That was Rod Green with the interview, and we'll be hearing from him later in this episode. But for now, please enjoy the Troy Fountain interview, and stay tuned for the Rod Green one. Coming up next. Hello, y'all. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I'm your host, Cody Stoffer, and I'm joined here today by Mason Austin and a special guest, uh, if you would like to introduce yourself, where you're from, what position you play, uh, go ahead. I'm Troy Fountain. I play center at Escambia Academy. All right. And you're also from Bama, so you're our first out-of-state interview. So th- okay, thanks for uh, joining us today. <laughs> so something that we like to do to kind of break the ice with everyone who we have on the show is uh, get to know kind of experiences that helped mold you as an athlete. So this first question we got for you is, what is your favorite sports experience or memory while playing? This could be a specific play where you like pancaked two people or something. This could be a specific game where you had a great performance and your team won against a rival or something like that. It also doesn't have to be limited to football, but usually it is. <laughs> All right, I got you. Uh, I was, well... I remember I was ninth grade and I wasn't playing much, but I remember we beat a real good team in our area. And so, and then, you know, my 10th grade year, we never, we didn't beat them till about my senior year. And that was just a great feeling to feel that again. Yeah, kind of like a revenge game after a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like a great feeling because you always feel like once you beat that team, that you kind of made it to the top and you feel like you have a real good chance at winning a championship. Fair enough. That's fair. That's very fair. So I'll pass it over to Mason. He'll have some questions for you. Hey, uh, I'm Mason Austin. Um, I actually was the one that did your film breakdown and I really enjoyed watching your film, man. Thank you. Yeah. I was just wondering uh, what's your favorite sports viewing experience, like something you've watched. Well, uh, I got an uncle, and he he coached uh, he coached at Auburn, and oh. right now he's at Arkansas. But uh, I remember we got we was, we got to be able to be on the sideline, me and my brother, for the Auburn kick six. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, that was great. You know, the crowd rushed the field and everything. I got separated from everybody else, jumping in the pile with them. <laughs> That's that was, super fun. That was a good experience. All right. Um, what What is your I'm reaction? Uh, what is your reaction to a, our evaluation of your game? Uh, it was, you know, it felt good because, you know, I was watching. I was listening to the one before. And the person before me, I know y'all said, you know, they're NAI or something like that. And then me, y'all said, you know, possibly if I was – a little bigger y'all say i should at least go division two that felt good yeah um i'm 100 on that i think you sh- could still go division two man yes yeah, sir i've had a bunch of nai offers but i've also had a bunch of division two coaches give me walk-ons but they pretty much you know told me if i was any bigger i'd be able to get an offer okay i got you yeah uh, if you had to pick, like, a player that you model your game after, who would it be, man? Uh, you know, my favorite my favorite NFL player 
is Marcus Pouncey. He's the center for the Steelers. Well, he yeah. retired this year. But I love, you know, he was real mean. And I learned, you know, at a young age playing with my brother and stuff that if you want to be able to be an offensive lineman, especially one to possibly go to the next level and play or be any good, you got to be able to be mean. That's that's very true. Um, what are like two to three qualities that you think separate you from other centers in the leagues? Uh, I believe, you know, I'm not quite the fastest, but I know, you know, I mean, we know what the snap count is, and I believe I can beat anybody with my first step. I believe I got a good, quick first step. And, you know, I know uh, I'm strong, so I feel like I can get anybody down to the ground or pancake them or block anybody. Uh, I would definitely agree with that. Your first step off that snap is unmatched by a lot of a lot of players so and i think what helps me a lot is i just got a bunch of confidence in myself confidence is a huge key especially on the line yes sir all right now i'm gonna hey, kick it back to cody and that's something that that younger athletes need to hear too you know a lot of younger athletes they don't realize that you know if you're not sure of yourself that you know you're not going to perform at your best so we appreciate you bringing up the confidence thing because really it is an overlooked skill. It really is. Yeah, so. I believe, you know, if you just got a bunch of confidence in yourself, it just ups your game by a lot about just, I don't know, just carries you a long ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. But now we're going to talk a little bit about looking ahead a little bit or looking back a little bit less in the moment. But uh, what is something that you're going to make a point of working on in this offseason? Uh, I need to get faster. Personally, my speed's not super fast, and I need to kind of work on. I remember the podcast. I said, you know, I tend to get my hands outside when I'm going up to block somebody, and I need to work on getting that more inside in that first hit. Yep. So, and I think that you're very capable of doing both of those things. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like um, parachute training. But yeah, that's pretty good for speed. And then just work on those those short yardage. So like sprint five yards and then sprint ten yards, you know. No need to sprint a whole football field. You're never going to do that on a play, right? So just work on those 10-yard, 20-yard sprints. Yes, yeah, sir. Getting but, your hands so, inside, you can wrap like a towel around your elbows as you hit. And then just hit like a blocking dummy. And it forces you to keep it. And then it becomes muscle memory. All right, I got you. Yeah, just kind of keep the elbows tight and everything. Yeah, once, out. yeah, that's what I did uh, basically my entire high school career because I kept getting outside a lot too. So I totally understand on that one. So you talked a little bit about you have plenty of offers from NAIA and you have a couple of, you know, preferred walk-ons or, or whatever at the D2 level. What are some things that you prioritize from a school or a program? Uh, uh, my main thing is I want to be able to be a coach when I get done with college. And I want to go to a school that's got, you know, physical education degree. And I want to go to a school that, you know, I could go and win at. You know, that's one thing for people. A lot of people like to just go to wherever they can play. I mean, I want to go and be able to play, but I'd also really like to play for a team that can win a lot, too. Yeah. Look, everyone talks about, uh, you know, go out there and have fun, but it's a lot more fun winning than it is losing. So it is. I, I'd, rather, I, I'd rather do something where I either end up starting my last year or playing a little bit my last year and we go 
ten and one or twelve and one than start all four years and go three and seven. Yeah, that's a that's a very fair expectation to have. That's a fair expectation to have. Um, and uh, you know, I really respect that. Uh, Simon, who you know is also on the episode, can't join us today, but he's a physical education major, and um, yeah, he's he's currently working on coaching and finding that niche. So, you know, I respect the heck out of that. I've coached some high school. Mason's coached some middle school and high school. So let me tell you, I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is it, um, is your brother a coach right now? I saw some activity he, on the Twitter and I don't know who's related, but I saw that their he, last name's Fountain. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He's a GA right now for Arkansas. He went up okay. there and he, he got to play there last year. So he's been a GA for him so far. Okay, cool, cool. And then your uncle, you said, was a coach. So you'd say that uh, coaching probably runs in the blood. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. My dad, he's a he's a high school coach too. So nice, it's, nice. It all just runs through the family. Keep that family coaching tree alive. <laughs> yeah, sir. Um, so talking a little bit about the recruiting journey, what are some things that you wish? Um, you knew before about recruiting that uh, you've learned? I wish that I would have got my film out earlier in the process than later. And just that a bunch of schools, well, NAI, they don't really look for signing day. I didn't know that. I thought everybody was just really looking forward to signing day because NAI players they usually sign later, and that's what I've been doing. I've been kind of just waiting it out, seeing what all comes my way. But just to get your film out a lot earlier than later is a lot better. Yeah, that's something that we've heard from uh, a couple of players on the podcast before, and something that you know, young athletes really they can't hear it enough. Like it's gonna, the years are gonna go by faster than you realize. So you have to get out that film constantly, you know, and. Unfortunately, it's a grind, but, you know, I'd say it's a grind worth it in the long run. And you as a senior can probably vouch for that. Yes, sir. And another thing, too, is don't ever just kind of let wait for nobody else to send out your film like some coaches. Because we got some good coaches and they've sent out our film to coaches. But sometimes, you know, I mean, it's just so many so much for them to do at once. So it's better for you just to go ahead and send it out yourself and then kind of go from there. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, we don't really have too much of that here in Colorado, but I will admit that Bama football is a different kind of animal than Colorado football. <laughs> but um, um, And then I already kind of asked you what your expectations or outlooks for uh, college ball is. You know, you talked about your degree and you talked about You'd rather play for a winning program, so that kind of addresses that. Unless there's any other kinds of goals that you have specifically for college football that you didn't mention earlier. Uh, well, maybe. And I just would like to, if I were to ever go to a college that doesn't have the best record going in, that I can help build it up and bring them to the top peak before I leave. That'd yeah. Be a good thing redefine the program expectations that's you know that's arguably even cooler than walking into a winning program you know yeah sir. <laughs> is is being a part of that turnaround that come up so yeah sir and the thing about those schools is you know i mean it's gonna be a two three year process but it's always you know 
it does feel better at the end getting them up there to the top of the level. Yes, sir. So, and um, you're nearing, or I won't say nearing, but you know, you have, you only have a little bit of school left, right? This is your last semester of high school. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to high school athletes? Uh, looking to go to the next level, whether that's academic or athletic advice? I'd say to definitely uh, try and have good grades. I, mean, I got a 3.1, but there's a bunch of times where if I had a 3.5 or 4.0, my I'd have better scholarship offers as far as academic-wise and stuff. That's a big thing that people don't ever think about. But that's definitely a big thing. It's kind of like don't have all your eggs in one athletic basket, you know? Yeah, sir. So, well, I'll uh, let Mason talk about, you know, some more – ask you some more uh, personal references and things like that. And then I'll bring it here. I'll bring us home at the end and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that when we get there. But, Mason, go ahead and go into your parts. Well, uh, now that we're getting towards the end of the interview, is there anyone in particular you'd like to like mention who's been important to your academic or athletic career? Uh, who'd like to like thank? Uh, you know, definitely my brother and all his friends. You know, they'd always try and push me around growing up, trying to get me tougher. And my dad too. My dad, he went. He played center for. Troy University back when they win when they won the national championship in 1984, and they just all kind of you know helped me and just kind of becoming who I am, you know. Yeah, that's very fair. Um, is there any lasting quotes or thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, just you know wherever you go, just be yourself. Don't ever try and change for nobody, and just you know keep your head down, work hard. Just have that goal in mind of what you're trying to do. That's the main thing. Yeah. Hey, that's that's great advice. And uh, Troy, I just wanted to say, you know, th- I, I loved having this conversation with you and getting to know you a little bit better. And, you know, I think that you have, you know, you're approaching this whole college football thing very level-headed. And I think that, you know, it's very possible for you to attain the goals that you have. And at the same time, you know, as a football player, and uh, we tell we tell this to people all the time, and we may have mentioned it on your episode, but if we didn't, you know, or if we did, here's the second coming of it. Bet on yourself. Don't be afraid to bet on yourself, you know. We here at Playmakers Corner have a lot of confidence in you. You know, we, we, we said multiple times, you play way bigger than you are, right? And you even mentioned it, you know, size, it's kind of a – it's kind of pain in the neck, right? Whenever it comes to football, because it's like a seeing thing before a believing thing, but know that we saw your film and we believe in your film and you as a football player and as a man. So I think wherever you go, you're going to find success as long as you're willing to go get it. Yes, sir. I was always told too, you know, at a young age that if I wanted to go and play college football, I might would have to go, you know, all the way down to Oregon or somewhere somewhere super far away but if it's you know feels my dream to go play then go ahead go do it so yes sir sometimes you got to go chase them mm-hmm. yes sir but no i just wanted to get that out there for you and let you know 
uh, once again, appreciate you so much for having you on the show and for taking time out of your day for us. And, you know, we can't wait to share this with all of our young listeners and athletes. You know, we're trying to get all these younger kids ready for, you know, what the high school and maybe even collegiate football journey is. But no matter where you go, you know, feel free to stay in touch and, you know, you can reach out to us anytime and hopefully you get some film on that next level and we can break it down there. <laughs> see, yes, if, uh, sir. see if you got those hands inside yet or not. But um, sure, sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us, Troy. Thank you for having me on here. So that was Troy Fountain and Mason Austin joining Cody Stauffer on the Playmakers Corner podcast interview <laughs> edition. Stay tuned for more interviews, and if you haven't, go ahead and listen to our older interview episodes. Lots of good advice, lots of great stories here on the Playmakers Corner podcast. Thank you, and catch you next time. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I'm your host, Cody Stoffer, and we have another interview with a very special guest today. And if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, what position you play, where you play football, and where you're from. What's up, with y'all? My name is Rod Green. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. I go to Springfield High School. I play off at the line, everywhere on the off at the line. Um, I'm committed to Grambling, three-star recruit. Excellent. Yes, sir. Definitely one of the more highly touted prospects we've had on the show. And Rod, thanks so much for joining us. And something that we do every time we get someone on the show is, uh, you know, get to know what sports kind of mean to you and, you know, your history of the sports. And so I just want to ask, what is your favorite sports experience or memory while playing? This could be a specific play that, you know, you hold very dear to like your sport experience. This could be a specific game or even a season, uh, whatever is the most important memory to you while playing sports? One of the most, mem- like, something that stayed in my mind is when, when I first played varsity. My first play on varsity, when I got put in there, and it was my first time ever playing online. So I went in there, I was playing, and I was just looking around, and it was deep. It was like, it was a lot of people, and I'm looking around, I'm nervous, and I'm just like, oh, snap, I'm really in varsity. Like, it's really time to play. And I just remember I had to just lock in. And the first play, after the first play, all the jitters went away. It was just time to go. Hey, that's that's an interesting feeling because, you know, you're like, it's like, okay, like, this is really happening. And then when you settle into it, and, I mean, the rest is history from there, right? Um, yeah. We know the story up until now. And you took care of business, obviously, three-star recruit to uh, Grambling State. But we'll talk more about that recruiting journey and stuff a little bit later in the interview. But... So, yeah, obviously the jitters went away and uh, you took yeah. care of business. So, um, And then assuming that you're a sports fan since you play sports, what's your favorite sports viewing experience? So this could be a live game that you saw or, you know, like a game that you watched on TV of your favorite team, like okay. your favorite experience like that. Uh, I want to go see LeBron. So I want to go see the Cavaliers play the Indiana Pacers my freshman year. That was my first NBA game. It was live because the game it came down to the wire and LeBron was clutch. And another one is um, I went to the Cincinnati Bengals game my sophomore year with my uncles and my cousin, and we watched the Browns. So my uncle's a big Browns fan, so we went to watch that game. And 
also went to a, a Michigan game with my cousin and her boyfriend coaches on the team. And um, I went to the Michigan game about three weeks ago, and uh, it was nice. Okay, uh, that was that was my first in, in college uh, basketball game, so it was real nice. And it was a and then like it was a good game too. So lots of electric performances and you know experiences with family watching those games and stuff. You know that's sure. that's what it's all about, right? Sports bringing people together and forming those memories. Yes, sir. <laughs> so kind of a transitioning into your game right sure uh i guess what is your reaction to my evaluation of your game what was it like hearing uh that episode uh i was like i, I listened to everybody's and then i was like dang this dude he's honest like he's bloody honest so i can't wait to see what he says about mine so i was watching and i'm like okay uh you were saying like the stuff I need to work on, and I'm like, yeah, I need, I need to work on that. And that's the stuff I've been working on in the offseason, like getting off the ball way faster and just hurrying up and getting off the ball so everything keys into motion with my footstepping stuff. And, um, like, not trying to, like, in my two-point, three-point stand, just had the same one every time. So that's stuff I've been working on. But I was kind of shocked, though, low key, because I was like, I, I want to go in and play the true freshman, but it was like you said it like yourself. Like, I was one of the best linemen I ever watch the film on and how you say you think I can go to the league in three years. So it meant a lot because I showed my mom, my family, and them, they were just real proud. So I was just happy. And then I was just like, I was kind of, I was just like, damn, like he really said that. And he's speaking it to his So I was happy about that. Hey, was, well, just wait, go ahead. Oh, you got it. You got it. Well, I just say thanks for being such a great talent to watch. I mean, um, you know, you're definitely, I meant everything that I said and, I enjoyed watching the film as somebody who, you know, I played wide receiver back yeah. when I played football and, you know, it's, it's really hard for me personally to like really enjoy watching lineman film, but I enjoyed watching your film like yeah. genuinely. So that's how, you know, that that's how I knew that you're a special player. Cause it's like, okay, this is electrifying lineman film. Like this yeah, isn't sir. something that you see every day. Yeah, sir. So, and then kind of, transitioning off of that is there a particular player or set of players like growing up or even now that you kind of model your game after uh okay so i play defensive line so i like i like defense a lot i went to my sophomore year but when i first when i got to offensive lineman i was watching um i was watching um paris johnson ohio state mm -hmm. i was watching him a lot like i was really watching his film seeing how i could do stuff different and I watched Cardell Thomas a lot too. I was watching I was watching a lot of college football. But yeah, I was really trying to like Paris Johnson was like I was like, I wanna get nasty like him because like he took somebody to like the, the, the track. So I was like, Oh, I can't I wanna do that. So yeah, I, I was watching Paris Johnson a lot for my game and I watched Cardell Thomas a lot when he went to his camps and he would just have that dog mentality, like even in one of his videos on overtime, he was like, I'm a dog. So I was like, Yeah, I gotta get that type of mentality. Yeah, and that mentality shows true in your film, absolutely. There's some plays where I just like, I almost feel bad for who your block is. I'm like, oh my god, they can't go anywhere. They're doomed. So yes, sir. Uh, that definitely, that's very evident in your film. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that you were able to find that. And it's also, you know, interesting saying that, you know, you play defensive line because that almost helps you as an offensive lineman once yeah, you say, yeah. like, knowing what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It helped me a lot, and then like just 
just knowing some of the moves and stuff is like I can bait it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. my trainer, I don't know if you know Robert Landers. He's a defensive lineman for Ohio State. Uh, I train with him, and he played D line. So like when we train, he helps me with stuff that he knows the defensive lineman does. So like any baits and any moves I can use against defensive linemen, it works. He, like that's how it helped me a lot in my game this year. Yeah, nice. It's it's almost like a chess game, you know, yeah, where yeah. You, you win before you move even. So, mm-hmm. you, yes, sir. So, hey, I love to see that. And I love, you know, a lot of these younger athletes, they don't realize everything that goes into, you know, being an offensive lineman. I know that, you know, over here in Colorado, a lot of linemen, at least like are like the not top tier linemen, they rely on just, you know, being bigger than somebody. Right. Bigger. But you and I know that it goes beyond that because it's like, yeah. yeah, you're six five, you're three oh five, I think is what you're listed at. Yeah, so you're built, but it's those little things. It's you know being able to bait. It's the knowing the defense, knowing the lineup, and being able to adjust to blitz packages and stuff like that that take mm-hmm. you to that next level. Yeah, it, the little things you take care of. The little things, all the big things be covered. So the little things are most important. Just knowing like. Okay, they got three linebackers. When, what gap can he come in? Can he come in A gap, B gap, C gap? Or where they try to do a stunt? Is he leaning this way or that way? You know, one thing that's what I do in my game, I'll just I just look, you know, and for any play, I just look, know what I got to do, make sure I know what I got to do. That helped me in my game a lot. Or, you know, even just moving. You can't just be big and can't move. So you got to learn. You got to move. You got to get your hips loose, little stuff like that. So that's a lot of stuff I did in my game this year. Absolutely. I agree. And so uh, talking about your game, I guess I want to ask you personally, and you've kind of talked about it a little bit too, but kind of narrowing down, what are two to three traits or skills that separate you from other linemen in Ohio or even in the country? Uh, I could say I'm 6'5", 305. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty fast for my for my uh, sides. I can move. Um, I'm really athletic. So like, in a game, you wouldn't even, like, I get up to a linebacker really quick. Like, second level, I'm there. Like, I just get there, and I'm just locked in. And, like, another thing that can separate you from somebody else is your mentality. Like, I just got the mentality of wherever I'm blocking, it's not going to win. Like, I got to win. Like, this is the way I can feed my family. So, like, I'm God, this is, like, everything. So, I got to go crazy. Like, that's my mentality. Just win, win, and be the dog. So, I think that can separate me. It's just my mentality for real on how I take an approach to the game. Like, this is not just a game. It's something that I love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, mentality, everyone looks at, you know, football a different way. But, you know, it's all about how it motivates you and how you translate it to the field. And obviously, it's it's working. So, no need to fix it it because it's clicking for sure. And, yeah, your speed is definitely something noticeable. I think I – noted on on how you pull you know you get across the formation pretty quick too so yeah that's a good point and uh that's something that you know it's funny because a lot of linemen that i've talked to you know they always talk about that they need to work on speed so to already have it you know and i mean obviously you're going to continue to work on it but you know not having to build speed is a really nice asset to have as an athlete yes sir so and I guess uh, kind of talking about things to work on a little bit. Are there any things that you, and you already talked about a little bit like, you know, shooting out of the stance, working on the two and three point thing. But is there anything else that you're kind of focusing on this offseason or like how are you approaching to work on, you know, the two and three point stance similarities and getting off the line? 
All right, so like, for instance, like my passion, I want to stay lower, even lower than I can be, because like, going against a good, like going against college alumni, you got to stay low, or they just gonna go right in your chest. So, I'm working on staying way lower than I was in the season. Um, in my stance, I'm just finding a stance that's way comfortable. So every play, I'm just there, and I know. But I'm just working on my stance a lot. I've been working on um, working on speed a lot. And just stamina and um, just trying to, like, see plays I can, like, get better in. Like, pulling, I work on that a lot. So, like, so it's showing the game. So, like, when I get there, I don't like to just work on that. It's already done. And been, and I've been in the weight room a lot, too. Nice, nice. So, I mean, I, I appreciate you sharing what you're working on, especially the stance aspect and finding one that's comfortable for you. You can tell a little bit when – you know, linemen aren't comfortable in their stance, right? Like it just shows everywhere else in the film. So it's good that you're talking about working on that. And, you know, a lot of these younger athletes need to realize like, you know, this is a three-star lineman, you know, he's a dude who's going to play at the next level and he's still working on his stance, right? So to hear for these younger athletes to hear that even as refined of a player as you are and as elite of a player as you are, you're still working on the fundamentals. So I think that's very important to talk about. And I appreciate you bringing it up. Yes, sir. So, like you said, if you take care of the little things, the big things will be taken care of. Any athlete, oh, for Salami watching this, your your stance is really a major thing. Like, you could be strong, but, like, I have this teammate, Jaquel Brown, Taiwan January, one of the best defensive linemen in Ohio. They uh, dog. So, like, and they're taught, like, like, he know, like, he gets off the ball fast. So, like. If your stance is not good, like, you're going to come off the ball. Like, you can be strong and all that. But if you rocky or anything, like, any good defense lineman knows that. And they're going to go through it. They're going to go through you. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's got to have helped you out, you know, going against one oh, yeah, of the best D linemen in the state. I was happy because, like, we always battle. And, like, going against them every day, and, like, they test me and we just be working in practice every day. And then, like, going to the game, it'd be like the game moves slower. Then what it will move at practice because it'd be so mm-hmm. intense. It just take it so serious. Hey, good stuff. Gotta love that competition at practice. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, kind of transitioning a little bit, you know, off the field and into you know more of the paperwork recruiting side. Uh, what was your recruiting journey like? And yeah, just kind of tell us your story a little bit. I mean, I saw that one tweet that you talked about where junior year you didn't really have a lot of looks and then senior year you put in that work and was uh highly touted what was that journey like and who reached out to you and you know the works the recruiting journey was it was ups and downs it was my sophomore year I had no looks junior year I was going in I didn't have no looks and then like I was a zero star and it was just like I would be like dang like when is my time gonna come but my mom and my family just be like stay patient so I want to say go end of my junior year, I got my first offer from Moorhead, and then like two weeks later, I got Eastern Kentucky. So then it started picking up a little bit. So then like, um, you know, COVID, I have got a lot of camp invitations. Like a lot of schools wanted me to come to camps, but COVID had canceled that. So it was like, okay, now I gotta make another thing. So I would just go in my backyard and I work every day just to show. I would do camp drills so they could see. So I ended up getting a couple offers off of my camp off of my Twitter. Like they wouldn't even be they'd be talking about my workout. They like the way I move and stuff like that. And then like as far as it's like the raise and stuff, I was no I had no start. Like, I was a I had got my 
I got two star in June, and um, I was like, I wasn't, I was like, okay, cool, because I didn't have nothing. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I just gotta get keep working, keep working. And as we went to the season, a lot of schools were like, we want to see your first couple three games. So like, off of grandma, grandma offered me right like after my second game, and after that, I had got like I think two more offers. I had a Missouri State. I had Missouri State had offered me in December, right before signing day. And then after that, so I went. I had 12 offers all in total. And then I had to make the grandma. I had said I didn't want to sign because I didn't want to sign on the 16th. I wanted to wait make sure I was making the right decision. So then I had signed in February and then just made it official. And then I had got my third star a month in January off of my film. Like, he watched my film. And he was like, you a three-star potential. Like, you a three-star recruit. So he liked my film and he bumped me up in the rankings. But recruitment was... It was tough. You have to. I just have to trust the process for real. It'd be time to want to give up, but I ain't give up though. I just kept going, just like I said in my tweet. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it. I'm glad that you had that support system with with uh, people in your house, with your family, just saying, you know, be patient and stay to the grind. And yes, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of these young athletes, once again, hearing that you know you're doing the work in your backyard because a what that shows to colleges outside of the skill that you obviously are showing and doing the camp drills that they would normally have you doing, it shows commitment too. Like I'm in my backyard, it's whatever o'clock, you know, and I'm doing these workouts and it's not like the season or whatever, right? Like you're putting in the work year round to be a one season, you know, elite athlete. So, you know, that's a, that's another thing is just that commitment, right? And, you know, you talked about it, too, with your mentality, how much this sport means to you. And you can see that in every aspect of even your life. Yes, sir. So I guess uh, what are some things you said that the recruiting process was was pretty hard and, you know, obviously you stayed patient, you got through it. But what are some things that you wish you knew before recruiting that you learned? Uh, like I wish I knew. I wish I would have like. My sophomore year, I wish I would have really been into Twitter. Because I wasn't, like, I didn't know Twitter was like, where everybody was recruitment. Like, I would just know, like, coaches and faces. But I wish I would have been, like, posting videos of myself sophomore year. And Sean, like, I would be working out, but I never recorded myself. And I didn't know coaches, like, you know, I'm seeing younger kids now. I'm like, dang, I wish I would have that way earlier. Because I could have bumped my recruitment up, too. And I also wish, like, I knew about different types of schools. Like, I never, I just found out, like, beginning of my junior year and stuff like fbs fcs i'm like you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so i wish i knew the difference between that too and i wish i would have like just really just really like just like just promoting myself more my sophomore year that's really one thing i wish i really did like promoting myself a lot because that's like they like that like younger people because you know you can get an offer when you're little and then you get bigger that's why one thing i wish i really did yeah there definitely needs to be a bit more of there needs to be more resources for high school athletes, in my opinion. And uh, my co-host, Simon, he's not able to join us today. But, you know, he also feels that, you know, a lot of kids, they don't know how to use a Twitter for recruiting. They don't know how to make their film. You know, like a lot of kids rely on coaches to put films together. And you can see when, like, individual athletes have to piece together their own film. It can be kind of tough to look at. So it took um, me, uh, I made my own film. Like the film you watch, I made that. So, like. That's refined. Uh, That's pretty good compared to some other things that I've seen. Yeah, I had um, I just got like I didn't even know how to work huddle, <laughs> so I was like, my coach had taught me. He made my first couple films, and then I was like, well, I want to learn myself though. So I started making it. My first time making it wasn't that good, and I was sending it to him. So 
then after that, it was, after that, it was cool. I just made it and I started learning and getting into it. Nice, nice. So, um, talking a bit more about where you're heading, right? Grambling State. Um, what are some things that you were looking for in a program, you know, during the recruiting process? And then how does Grambling fulfill those needs? I was looking for a great academics. Um, somebody that can help me get my degree. It'd be a great degree. Um, somebody that can, like a good nursing field because I want to be a nurse practitioner. I was looking for great coaches and just coaches that pour into you that really want the best for me and coaches that just want the best for you on the field and off the field and somebody that can help me off the field also. And I was looking for um, somebody that can help me get into the NFL, you know, just help me get to the league, the next level. And Grandma helped me a lot. Like Coach Nelson has a really good coach. He has a great history. He was a great offensive lineman. Coach Fobbs. He's a great coach, one of the winningest coaches in the HBCU. Um, you got Mr. Armstrong, really smart. He's a coach. He just got his master's degree. Nice. So it just coaches there that can just help me get my master's degree and just help me and just we got we all got a, we got a great bond. So it's feel like home. Being away from home, I wanted to make it feel like home, like a family. So they make it feel like a family. So it's a family there. So that's why I chose Grandma over my top three schools. Yeah, sounds like Grambling has a lot of what you're looking for, and I'm glad that you're able to find that. Yes, sir. So, and obviously Grambling State, you already mentioned it, is a HBCU. And for our listeners, if you don't know what that is, that's historically black colleges and universities. Uh, did that have anything to do with your decision? And what does it mean to attend and play for an HBCU? Uh, I don't know if it had anything. Uh... Okay, so it was an honor. I was, that was my first. I had two HBCU offers. I had Arkansas Pine Bluff and uh, Grandma. So I was like, dang, I got a chance to go play for HBCU. So I was like, okay, I got a chance. My mom loved it. You know, my family loved it. I had family that went to HBCUs here, like Central State and stuff like that. So after that, I was like, okay, I had my top three. I had them in there. So I had... Grandma, I'm like, all right, I want to play for you. I like, I was like, I think I want to play for you. And then talking to Coach Fobbs and stuff, he just making it like, and I can do, and talking to players too. And then it was just like, it's really a family and talking to alumni. And it's alumni that live around me, like, like 10 minutes away from me. So just talking to them and really, like, really getting to know the program besides, like, you know. So I'm talking to everybody else. I'm like, yeah, Grandma's the, the, uh, the place I want to be at home. And it's an honor to play for HBCU. And at that, one of the best HBCUs in the nation. Yeah, I mean, you brought up the the win percentage, you know, for the coach, and it, uh, honestly, that sounds like a great sense of community, and I'm really happy for you that you're able to find that and you know uh, build those relationships, especially. Is there? Especially because you know, col- uh, football in general, it's a great sport for building relationships. So to to find a place to have those connections, that's just it's a match. <laughs> is there? But so uh, now that your high school football career is over and you're, are you finishing up your last semester right now? Yeah, last quarter, yes, sir. Okay, last quarter. Okay, quarter system. So uh, talking a little bit about um, the projecting into college, you've already kind of talked about it, you know, wanting to be a true freshman and stuff like that. What are some other goals that you have for college ball? Uh, first, I want to be a true freshman. I want to I want to aim to being one of the one alignment HBCU players of the year. I want to be a first-team swap. That's the league. I want to be in the first team. I want to be an All-American in college. And I also want to 
have a great GPA. I want to have a great GPA in college. I want to over a 3.0 in college. So then I also want to be when it's time, when the time comes, I want to I want to go and go to the league. Like I want to be like a, one of the top prospects to come out of college. Absolutely. I love all those goals for you. I think that you're very capable of reaching those goals. And I especially want to point out to our listeners, you know, that GPA goal, having over a 3.0 and being a good, obviously you want to be a great athlete, but you also want to be a great student. So I love that you have those priorities, you know, and, uh, you know, that's something that um, we'll just say a lot of athletes need to realize that they're student athletes, you know, so um, I'm glad that you have that figured out. First thing. Every recruit before they even got recruited, they'd just be like, "You seen your film?" They'd be like, "Thank you." Can I see your transcript? First thing they want to see. So before you even go past that, you got to see that transcript. So you got to have your grades right. Or you just, you know, you just won't. Probably or they're won't just gonna to. delete the messages. <laughs> a lot of kids out. It's a lot. There's billion kids out here. So for them to take their time out to watch the film, and usually if they respond, they like it. So, so yeah. So without that, it just you, I don't know if you get recruited. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, and like you said, you're in your last quarter of high school. Um, and you've already given lots of great advice during this episode. But uh, is there anything else or any overarching messages that you want to add on, you know, for high school athletes making their way through high school about um, how to get to the next level? First grades and for good grades, um, just, just be focused in school, you know, to be a student athlete, you know, just be focused and then go take care of your business. Um, get started early. Don't wait till it's too late. You know, time is time. So time going to keep going. It's always somebody trying to work harder than you. It's always somebody trying to take your spot. It's somebody trying to go to the same school you're trying to go to. So you got a billion kids. Coaches going to look at their kid. Like, what separates him from the difference? That could be you being a great athlete. You can have a 3.0 GPA and that person above you, they y'all – you got the same skill. That person above you can have a 3.5, so they're going to be like, okay, we're going to take him with 3.5. You know what I'm saying? So just little stuff like that can separate you. You can have the same skill. You can be the best player, but you just got to have the grades. You know, they're they going to take that person with the better grades because they're going to think they ain't got to worry about anything when he comes to campus. Another thing is they'll just work hard, work, work outside of practice. Just don't practice, work outside of practice. Work on the little things. The big thing is take care of yourself. Um, this grind and eat right uh, follow god keep god first and just keep your faith without prayer it just it just won't happen like most of the time so if you believe in that but without prayer you got to just pray on it and you just got to trust the process don't try to rush it because when you rush the process it just you get stressed out so you won't you get stressed out and then like everybody process not the same so you always want to be happy for everybody else, you know, who, whoever you're around. Be happy for everybody else. Just know that your time going to come. And should just keep family, keep get good people around you. And everybody, hang with people you want to, that's trying to get on the same goal. They don't even got to play sport. Just somebody that's focused, you know what I'm saying? So just do what you got to do and you'll be great. Yeah, lots of good advice, you know. Basically, control what you can control. Right. That's that's one of the first things that and having that self-awareness. And I'm glad that you brought up, you know, uh, mind who you surround yourself with, because, you know, we're kind of getting towards the end of the interview. And I actually was just about to open up the floor to you to shout out anybody who's been important to your academic or athletic career. 
And like you said, this could be friends, family, coaches, fellow players or whatever. I just want to give you time to, you know, just do shout outs, right? I want to shout my mom. My mom is a number, like, she, well, I want to shout God. Because God, this is, this is nothing that should be happening. Then I want to shout my mom because my mom's the person that just pushed me. And even I'm working out, like, even when some days I want to work out, she like, you need to go work out. So go work out. So I will go work out. I want to shout my mom. I want to shout both my uncles, father figures in my life, just pushing me anytime I needed something. I can get it from them. Or, you know, we wouldn't go work out. I can just call them. I want to shout my grandma. My grandma is my road dog. She was just always with me. We just always bond. I love her. Love all of them. I want to shout my cousin, my cousin Neek. Um, she helped me a lot. We bond really good. Like, in, in that recruiting process, I used to call her and I would get frustrated. And she used to be like, like control what you control and sometimes like once, I don't use a word like if it's like she always changes to win like if I say if anytime she'd be like win so if I be like if I'm gonna get this she'd be like when you get that I want to shout her out on that too because she helped me a lot with the recruitment when I would get frustrated also uh, coaches I want to shout out Coach June Coach June's coach um, at Springfield uh, he helped me a lot that was like a, a mentor slash a coach I could talk to him anytime about anything just he would help me my recruitment, sharing stuff, sharing, talking to coaches for me or anything. So I want to shout him out. Uh, uh, Tremaine Hall and Hans, you. Uh, I'm going to shout him out too because anytime I need to work out, I can go here. And he just helped me in my recruitment too, calling coaches, uh, letting me come to his to his place to do an indoor combine, um, anything. Robert Land is the same way. I want to shout him out because he helped me a lot too. And um, anybody else, these are my friends. Just always on my back and just helping me and just telling me everything. Just, just being proud. So I just want to shout them out. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Hey, thanks for, you know, sharing those special people with us. And I can tell how special they are to you. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thanks for coming on to the show. And once again, that's Rod Green, the three-star commit to Grambling State. Rod, once again, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It was an honor chopping it up with you. And you know, talking football and talking life. Yes, sir. No problem. Appreciate you having me on the show. Hey, thanks for coming on. And best of luck, even though you don't need it at the next level. And uh, we here at the Playmakers Corner, you know, you got a friend in us. Anytime you need support or advice or anything like that, even though, you know, you got you got it figured out. Uh, you have a friend in us in the podcast. And I'm excited to see where the rest of your career goes. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. So that does it for this interview of playmakers corner podcast i've been your host cody stoffer and once again you can find this interview obviously if you're listening on spotify you can also recommend it to your friends on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anchor and if you haven't already please give us a good rating we'll appreciate it and then subscribe and follow our podcast so that you know when new episodes come out which is mondays and wednesdays are our request episodes and fridays are her are our you know interviews or other film breakdown episodes that we do collaboratively Lastly, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, you can find a bunch of content all over those and look out for interviews being posted to YouTube. But like I said, I'm Cody Stoffer and peace.